0: Welcome to the Today's Leader Podcast, where leadership is influence and influence is today's leader, with your host, Jay Goff. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another episode of Today's Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Goff, and today I've got an amazing guest, a fantastic young man who's energetic, enthusiastic. He is an an influencer and and a very inspirational person uh, who has gone through some things in his life that, for most of us, we would probably throw in the towel. But this young man turned it around so that he could add value to a specific, very specific audience. My man, Tuan Nguyen. Now, Tuan, he spells his name T U A N N G U Y E N. And I want you to get that name right because I want you to follow this guy and, and, and dig what he's putting in, right? He's got good stuff. He is enthusiastic, he is energetic, he's an inspiring young man, and he's an influencer. And, and so he learned from one of the very best my mentor, my friend, John C. Maxwell. So he also joined the John Maxwell team, and I tell you what, the story he's got to tell, guys, you're going to love it. I want to get you in there, but let me tell you something. He has come from a place where he got influenced by some uh, bad dudes when he was a younger guy, and he got in some trouble, and he ended up finding himself in jail. He found himself in jail not once, not twice, but three times. But he turned his life around, discovered who Jesus Christ was. He discovered who John Maxwell was. And together with Jesus and John, he turned his life around. And now he's adding value and influencing those who are in the prison system that he feels is his calling to go and speak to them. So get ready, sit down, get your pen and paper out. Get ready to take some copious notes. This guy's going to add immense value to you. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Twan. Thank you so much for joining me on this call tonight. I'm excited about you being um, uh, on my podcast. One of the very first ones on my podcast is I'm venturing into this wonderful world that uh, so many are getting involved in. And uh, so thank you so much. And thank you for your patience on this. You know, these electronics can sometimes just drive you nuts when you're trying to figure it out, especially when you're first starting off on them, right? Right. (laughs) So thank you. I appreciate your patience and tolerance as well. So thank you so much for being here. So so uh, so, Twan, how are you doing today, man? Man, I'm
1: I'm I'm doing pretty good, Jay. I'm doing real good. Uh, it's been a blessing today. Uh, I'm just I'm just happy to be alive and just living out with with purpose. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm happy that you're here with us. I'm happy that you're alive uh, because I know that you've got an amazing story that's going to truly truly impact and influence lives and that's what this uh this podcast is all about is it's about helping leaders become better leaders but it's also how we as leaders help to influence and change lives uh so while it's called today's leader you know really leadership is influence right and you know that right who 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 says that who who says that we we know
1: (laughs) our leader john maxwell
0: our leader john maxwell (laughs) you know we call him papa john right
1: Right. Papa John.
0: Papa John. So many of you that are listening right now uh, may uh, not be a member of the John Maxwell, may not know who John Maxwell is. But what you're going to find out is many of the people I'm going to be speaking with are actually influencers and they've gotten their coaching mentoring from John Maxwell. The number one leadership expert in the world, uh, but Twan, you know what? This isn't about John Maxwell, and I don't want to turn this podcast into, "Hey, let's let's talk about John Maxwell." I think John's got a pretty good reputation. He doesn't need <laughs> our help, <health>, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he so, has a very good reputation. Great reputation. I don't think, right. if if anything, I might hurt it if I keep talking about it. So who knows? <laughs> right. But, uh, but no, really, you know, we're here uh, to learn from you. Um, you know, today's leader podcast. One thing I know is that the way we lead today is a little bit different than the way we used to lead, say 20, 30, 50 years ago. Right. Right. Things are different. Generations are changing and and generations always change. So you've got to adapt as a leader to the generation and to the current culture. So, so, Tuan, tell me, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, where you're, uh, I know you're down in Houston, Texas, right? Right. Awesome. Awesome. Go, uh, go Texans. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, 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 and I'm actually, you know, I'm originally from Texas, too. So okay. I'm, a, I'm a Texas boy, you know, and it's kind of like the Marines, right? And I, and I think you were a Marine as well, right? I was actually
1: in military school in a Marine military academy.
0: Okay, you were at the Marine Military Academy, all right. Right. Well, you know, they always say about the Marines, you know, hey, once a Marine, what?
1: Always a Marine.
0: Always a Marine. It's the same way, man. Once all right. a Texan, always a Texan.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Right on, right on. Right. Yeah. Born and raised there and got kicked out. No. <laughs> uh so anyway, but hey, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, where you from, where you came from, you know, tell us about, you know, where you're going to this year and, and your personal professional goals and and what what you're doing right now. So kind of give us a snippet of what you're doing.
1: Okay, so um, just to start off, you know, I'm I'm, I'm Vietnamese-American, so I was born here in the States, actually. I was born in Panama City. We uh, moved over to Houston, Texas at an early young age. So I've been born and raised – I mean, I've been raised up in Houston, Texas for the majority of my life. Um, So I just want to just touch a little bit on our, you know, just culture. And so, uh, of course, uh, I was raised up in a very strict household, you know, uh, something that is – that is instilled in us in in our Asian society, our culture is is man. You got to be successful. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to rise up to this level of being successful over here. Uh, I grew up watching my parents work very hard to provide for me, uh, and so they worked constantly, constantly. And so, uh, you know, I, my parents had high, high expect high expectations for me, but you know, just kind of growing up and just being around on the wrong influence in my life mm. just growing up. Uh I eventually started falling off the wayside and uh, you know, I started getting influenced by the world. And early in my teenage years I started getting into a lot of trouble. And that ultimately led me to a life of crime, drugs, uh just getting involved with gangs and stuff like that. So then that led to me being incarcerated not once, not twice, but actually three times.
0: Mm. Okay. So
1: uh so, you know, so of course, I mean, for we are the minority in prison. So it's very rare that you even see any Asian people in prison. And so uh, I went through I went through my entire life just just trying to find identity, Jay. You know, it was just I was trying to find purpose in life. And so it was so easy for me to resort back to. A lifestyle of crime, a lifestyle of finding significance, selling drugs. And it was just, that's what I was wrapped up in. It was, it was, that was the self image that I had that I was stuck with. And so what happened in 2010, I, uh, I, this is my second time in prison. I decided to, uh, you know, I, I decided to surrender my life to the Lord. Mm. You know, I, I finally, I finally tapped out. And so somewhere between December and this January, I, I surrendered my life to God, and then I started walking in discipleship. And so for the next three years, I was getting discipled. I was getting trained up by the Navigators, as a matter of fact. So uh, I became real diligent in evangelism. I was leading people to Christ and everything. Wow. And so so I started, I started experiencing purpose, right? And I started seeing uh, some fruit being buried from uh, salvation. And then so when I got out, you know, I got out and I, I did good for probably about a year and a half, maybe two years, and something just happened where slowly but surely I began backsliding back to those old ways, mm-hmm. right? And so that ultimately led me back to receiving a 16-year sentence for a drug distrib- drug distribution charge that I just recently got out of. So. I just got out on November tw- 27th of 2018. Okay. Whoa. Right. So uh, it's been a month and a half since I've been home. So keep in mind, like the journey that I had in these last four and a half. Years so far the most amazing journey that I've had behind prison walls. And it has been so impactful for me because I mean, we mentioned John Maxwell earlier, so I got to mention him again. I began walking as a jan a year ago. And so what I started doing in prison was I started seeing the value of what John was doing outside those prison walls. Mm-hmm. And so the only thing I had in there was books and some old VHS tapes of John. And that's what I learned from him. God. God was training me up as a leader behind prison walls. And so, uh, man, just, just real short, I, I I joined JMT before I even came out of prison.
0: Wow, that's phenomenal, man. That's phenomenal. And you know, and I saw your post where he had said that, and I knew right away, I said, my gosh, this guy is so going to change so many lives, you know, because of your story. And and we know, and if you listen to Roddy Galbraith, you know, he'll tell you that your story is what changes lives. It's not all your knowledge it's not the phd diploma on the wall it's your stories that change uh change lives and and your story definitely when i saw that first i thought oh my gosh i got to connect with this guy and this is before i even began the journey of really deciding to create a podcast but this is truly a, a platform that uh i know i can help get like your story uh out there to the world get the story of other people that have struggled and they experience things in life to become the people, the influencers, if you will. Matter of fact, I I have a a, I call them transformational influencers, you know, because you transform your life. And through that transformation, you're influencing others. I've never spent time in prison. I did go to jail one time. But they let me go because it was actually my buddy, who I happen to be with, decided he wanted to stick some sunglasses in his pocket at the PX. So it was the right. military jailhouse, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I didn't do it. I'm with him, but I. But that was the only time. And uh, I mean, and uh, but you know, things in my life. You know, I've experienced things in my life that I know that my story in itself is going to impact a certain uh, audience. And, and so I'm right. excited about your story. I'm excited. I'm really excited about you being on the John Maxwell team, you know, one of the world's leading uh, transformational, influential leadership and personal growth programs, because we are set up to go out and change the world. That's what one of the biggest goals of the John Maxwell team is all about, is going out there and influencing and changing the world through our personal life experiences, as well as our uh, ability to influence uh, professionally. So that's phenomenal. So um, so you said you found John in prison. um, Well, you didn't find John in prison specifically, although he does have a mugshot. I don't know if you've seen that yet.
1: Yeah, I heard about it. I've uh, seen yeah, yeah. So,
0: About the gun at the airport. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But why can't, they can't make those mug shots look a little bit better, right? That's like, has got to be the worst. It's like a driver's <laughs> license photo, right? Your driver's license photo is yeah. never the best. It never is, and so it's like right. a mug shot. But anyway. Uh, but you uh, you discovered John Maxwell while in prison with the books and VHS tapes. Explain to the audience, because some in the audience right here, you know, we are also uh, wanting to uh, influence young entrepreneurs and young leaders, everything from while they're in school to when they get out and they want to uh, venture into the world of leadership. Uh, tell them what a VHS tape
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> A VHS tape is, uh, man, I wouldn't even know how to really describe it. So it, it's a, uh, man, it's ancient. <laughs> so uh, these VHS tapes, you need a V, you need a VCR to play these things. So there's a rewind, and then sometimes the 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 tape will get stuck. And so I had some John Maxwell <laughs> videos where the video didn't even play; it was just all oh, audio. Yeah, yeah. and so, yeah, it was all audio. There was some tapes that I couldn't even get to work. Because it was just nothing but fuzz playing. I mean, it was just like a, a screen that was just constantly just fuzzy. And so I had to battle a lot with just the limited resources we had in prison. Uh, something else we didn't have is we don't have internet access. Mm. Uh, there's no uh, there's no John Maxwell team members doing promos. Uh, I can't get a hold of a program coordinator to call in and, and, and ask about membership or nothing like that. Um uh, This was just something that uh, I just kind of just started pursuing on my own. I remember um, watching one of his videos called The Law of Mount Mm -hmm. Everest. And and in that video, John was asking the question about what is your dream? And, you know, and what does your dream look like? Who's on your team? And I remember sitting there in prison, and I was like, Lord, I I don't even have a dream. And you know what it was, Jay, was I spent all my life chasing everyone else's Uh dreams. Right. And so in that moment, it was like so profound for me because I'm sitting there. And in another video, John's talking about this guy that comes up to him after he's finished with his speaking engagement. Right. And the guy comes up to him and he's like, man, John, you did excellent. You did so phenomenal. up there. I mean, I love what you do, John. You're up there. You're making everybody laugh. You're talking about leadership. People are people are paying you to speak. (laughs) I mean, and and, and it's like and so this guy here is, is just praising John. About what he does. And then the guy asked John. He goes John. I Mm want to do what you do. I want to do what you do. And and, and the response that John gave. Was just hilarious. And you know John said something like. I understand that you want to do what I do. But are you willing to do Mm. what I did.
0: Yeah.
1: And in that moment right there Jay. Was like that aha moment in my life. Where I was sitting there. As a leader in prison and I was like, I want to do what you do, John. And that was the decision that day was when I made made that decision where I'm going to pay the price now so I can play later. And I, I just started pursuing I, that journey of becoming a jam tier before I even got out. I started walking in. it. I started just investing my whole time there in leadership and communication And I started learning how to do team building. And so one of the most profound things I saw that was lacking in the unit where I was at was I came from a faith-based unit. And so we have hundreds of volunteers that come in daily that pour into us, right? We have so many different classes and everything's Christian-based. And what I realized was everybody was trying to teach. And I'm going somewhere with this because Everybody was trying to teach you how to be a Christian, and what was missing was no one was helping us tap in to the potential. And so what happens is everybody starts trying to act a certain way, and then everybody's out of position. And what I mean by that was what I saw was men Mm -hmm. were literally out of place because they didn't know they're part of the body. Mm Mm-hmm. And we didn't have anyone to teach us leadership. We didn't have anyone to teach us this. They, they didn't. Uh, we didn't have anybody with, that was teaching us personality profile types and stuff like that. And so what you saw a lot in prison was a lot of envy and a lot of jealousy. Because if you were in leadership, the people that you were trying to lead were either envying you or having some kind of jealousy of you because they wanted your position. Mm-hmm. And being trained up as a leader in prison was like one of the most challenging things in my entire life because it involved absolutely nothing but influence Mm -hmm. you think about the struggles that we faced trying to lead men of over 250 people none of these men are obligated to 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 follow you because you're they're not on the Mm payroll it's completely influenced and you think about how many different personality types that we have in prison and uh it was it was a very I just thank God for allowing me just to experience, uh, tapping into that area while I was there.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, you're a true example of how you can turn something into, uh, you know, something that could, you know, be, uh, that could ruin your life. I mean, that could actually just ruin your personal and spiritual being, uh, into how can I turn this into a positive and, and, and I love the fact that one, you know, being a man of faith myself and, and, you know, of, of turning your life over to Jesus and realizing that that was the door opener. And folks, I I don't want you to misunderstand. We're not, this isn't a a platform where we're going to try to convert you and, and bring you a Billy Graham message. Okay. But uh, you know, that is, that is the story here and everybody's got their story. And, and for, for Tuan and for myself, especially, you know, that was the deciding factor that changed my life. And I obviously it changed his, as you can tell. So, so, so tell us, with what you've gone through with the circumstances how are you able um how well i don't know if i want to say um speaking to the person who right now who is who is experiencing something in their life they're looking at their circumstances and they're thinking that there is no way out of that and so they seem somewhat hopeless based upon their circumstances um and 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 so speak into their lives kind of give them some encouragement or mentoring or or kind of your experience of of how you changed your attitude and perspective about the circumstances you were in
1: you know one thing i've learned jay and you know just just for whoever's listening listening out there right now i have discovered that when a man does not operate in his ability, he will spend his entire life searching for fulfillment elsewhere. Mm. And that's what it was for me. When a man does not operate in the ability that God has placed in him, what he does is he will chase every single thing outside of that. And there's no type of fulfillment in his life. And so I think for me, that was what I struggled with growing up. You know, it was finding myself, finding who God created me, knowing who God created me to be. It was I mean, it changed my life when I really started understanding who I was and and what potential I had in Christ, you know, and and it just it, it, it took a lot of discovery. And so, like, I think for me, one of the biggest things that I started doing was I started living an intentional life. You know, uh, I was kind of like that guy that kind of sat back, and you know, uh, my model was pretty much average is good enough. I can kind of slide through life and just mm-hmm. coast. And when I made a decision to just live an intentional life, it caused me to step out of my comfort zone and into a zone of discovery. Wow! And and, and that was that was it. That principle right there, Jay, has changed my entire life because. When I started stepping out of my comfort zone, it entered into a zone of discovery. But like John says all the time, I I found my strength. Mm. And until you find your strength, you're going to be operating in your weaknesses your whole life. And that's what you got to do. You got to tap into your potential because when you start finding your potential and you start operating in who God has created you to be, you become Mm. good at it. You You gain confidence through it. And that's what happened for me. I gained confidence because I, I, I became who God created me to be. Well, that is golden.
0: I mean, that is golden right there, man. That is beautiful. You know, and, and I think you tapped on something there. You know, when we can find out exactly what we're strong in, what's our strengths in and work on that rather, because you are working on something. You're always doing something and you're either working on your weaknesses or you're working on your strengths. And we know, you know, within the strength zone, you know, if you can find out where your weaknesses are in your strength zone, that's what you focus on. And and you don't work on the weaknesses. It has nothing to do with what your strengths are. Once you identify what your strengths are, then you can really build on those weaknesses. You know, it's like if you're an entertainer, but you need to learn how to play the guitar a little bit better, then that's the guitar is a weak area in your strength zone, but you can work on that. But if I'm a guitar player, right, and then I suddenly I have an interest in, let's say, you know under under underwater knitting okay that has nothing to do with my right. strength. that has not, so it's not <laughs> going to serve me so what are you working on that's really not taking you towards your goal and what's your strengths is because whatever your strength is and you load, identify that that is your contribution to the world you know um, right. i think it was Horace Mann who made a statement about and i'm paraphrasing but essentially that you've not lived a full life if you've not contributed to the world Right. right. And I'm, I'm taking it from him. You know, I may have said it better. I don't know. But that's essentially what he was saying. And and when you identified like you did, you know, when you identified how to operate within your abilities uh, and not function in those that were essentially disabilities that had nothing to do with that, it, it made you better. It gave you that confidence, like you say, and made you stronger. And, and that in itself, man, I mean, your personality, your conversation, the way that you're the way that you carry yourself and you talk, man, your attitude, I mean, that's fueling me. I, that is fueling me, you know, and uh, right. and I feel impassioned by by that. So uh, so, uh, so we know that one of your influencers was John Maxwell, right? And we kind of tapped on a little bit about how he influenced you as well. Uh, and you've quoted a lot of things from John. Uh, who else was a, a big influencer on your life? uh, that caused you to really, uh, take a look at your life besides Jesus Christ and John Maxwell, who else maybe even within the walls of the prison, um, that may have influenced you in such a way that, uh, got you on the path of, to- towards your
1: success. I had a couple of pastors that worked as counselors at, uh, at the prison fellowship academy that I was at. And, uh, they poured into my life. They uh, they entrusted me with a lot of stuff. So uh, through prison fellowship, I was given a platform. And I was given a platform to just host community events. Uh, I was actually uh, a president at, of, of my Toastmasters club. We had that in prison, as a matter of fact. Wow. And so uh, uh, I had a mentor that actually uh, started implementing Toastmasters in the prison system. So we didn't have that before. So as of right now, Toastmasters is in 26 – there's 26 clubs and over 15 units here in Texas. Um, communication was by far one of my strengths that I, I really tapped into. I think that really helped me find myself and find my confidence. I think before, I didn't – I was – man, I was scared. Mm-hmm. I was I was living fear of failure, fear of success, and it was so much easier just sitting back on the sideline and just – and just not being involved in, in, in you know, when uh, when I started really just getting out there and just learning how to communicate and just speak, uh, I started gaining confidence. And not only that, here's the thing. When you start operating in your element, people will affirm your gifting and your mm, ability. So true. But you got to believe in it. And so for the longest time, people would affirm me and be like, man, you know, have you ever thought about being a motivational speaker? And I'm like, a motivationalist? No, I'm not capable of doing that. Well, you're doing it. And so you see how impactful it was when I started discovering my strengths. My strengths is what? I am a motivator. I encourage people. You know, I I, I can persuade you. I can speak. And, uh, you know, and Jay, this is, I'm going to share something funny because I was so good at motivating people. I would motivate you totally out of your strength zone. Mm-hmm. And, and and so what, what I found out there was in leadership was, man, I was so good at affirming and encouraging people. But once again, I was motivating people to step outside of something that they weren't created to mm-hmm. do. And so one of the mistakes I learned was, Hey, look, motivate them after you help them with their ability, focus on the ability and their potential first, and then motivate them to walk mm-hmm. in. It's just simple. You give them the expectation. You come down to where they're at and bam, if they're a squirrel, hey, squirrels know how to climb. You help them become the best climber. I didn't know that in the beginning of leadership. I thought everybody was capable of doing what I did. Right. And so I was constantly trying to teach people to be like me. And there was so much frustration through that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Yeah. Sometimes we look at people and say, why can't they get it? You know, I'm,
0: Hey, I, I got this. It's so easy for me. Well, how come nobody else is here? And the truth is, you know, you're actually unique. Okay. And we're all unique. Right. Um, but we do look at that sometimes. Well, why can't they get that? I mean, this is the simplest thing in the world, you know, uh, You know, I'm a brain surgeon. I can do brain. Why can't anybody else do brain surgery? I don't get it. Right. You know, and and uh, and so that's true. And I love what you're doing, man. I love I love what you're doing. You're you're so focusing on their abilities so that and then help motivate them to really feed into that and build on that. Man, I I tell you what. Now, don't take this the wrong way, man. But if I was the ward, man, I'd hate for you to to left you know, I mean, you are adding incredible value that these men needed. And, and I hope that someone there and, and I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm almost 100 percent certain that you were able to influence somebody there and pass that torch on to them to continue what you started there, what you really, you know, put in place there. So so that being said, we talked about the people that influenced you. Who is somebody that you've you've really focused on influencing and that you know that you made an impact to kind of carry the torch of of what you're uh, what you're all about.
1: Okay, so I actually as as we speak right now, I have a leadership team that I'm coaching and mentoring on the outside. So I was teaching a leadership communication class at that time and funny story, I started doing masterminds and teaching on DISC while I was still in prison. Yeah, right. okay. So this was without the certification here, John, if you're yeah. listening. <laughs> Forgive me. Mm. Uh, so I, I started. I started. I started learning how to do masterminds, and I started doing 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth" along with uh, "Leadership Gold" and stuff like that. And I started using disc as a as a format to kind of help build teamwork. And so, of course, in the beginning, uh, of course, they were all free masterminds. Right. Of course, uh, right. And and so, occasionally, I had to pay them to come to wow. class.
0: Well, how because
1: did that, what did that look simple. like? What did that look like? To pay them to come. What did that look like? It, it, I mean, you're, you're, you're trying to you are trying to advertise, yeah. you're trying to promote growth. And so here's the thing. You, you got to realize you're, you're dealing with a tough mm-hmm. environment here. And so for you to get some prisoners that, that have been locked up for like 20 years, excited about their growth and tapping into the potential. Hey, sometimes you got to use cookies and candy to get them to come to <laughs> right class. on right on <laughs> right. you know but when when they finally came and we started just really tapping in and helping them discover that i did a scoreboard illustration one day and i asked the class from a scale from 1 through 10 um give give me give me your number on how much potential you have mm-hmm. right and so I just kind of did a general survey and everybody scored very high. They, they scored very high on their potential. They were all like eight, nine and ten. So then I was going somewhere with it. So now I brought them up to the lectern. and I was like, OK, you scored yourself eight or nine on potential. Explain what kind of potential do you have? And right then and there, when they got up there behind the lectern to explain why they said an eight or a nine, no one had a clue what kind of potential they had. Everybody believed in their potential, but they had no idea what they were good at. Mm. And so that was a profound moment for me because I was like, this is what we're missing. You know, uh, prison reform is buzzing right now in the Mm -hmm. world. And so what I saw there in my last year was I saw prisoners getting released from prison and settling for what we call the status quo. And the status quo is this. As long as I stay out of prison and I don't come back and then the recidivism number is lowered, hey, it's good enough. No, that's average. We we talked about being average this morning. Mm-hmm. That wasn't good enough for me, Jay. I wasn't content with just being another number. I, I, I wanted to be a, a, a story of transformation that was going to get out there and impact lives. And so that has been my driving force since day one since I've come home. Is I want to be I want to be part of that leading movement. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that's good. And, you know? and I know that your influence is
0: going to be is it's definitely helping these gentlemen now. And, and you being an example of that, you know, what I know is that your your story is really one that's going to influence people that have never been in there to recognize that. Hey, you know what? My circumstance. OK, I was not in prison. I didn't go to jail. But look at this guy. Look what he's done. Look what he's been through. Look where he came from. And, and look how he has not only changed his life, but he's changing the lives of other people. And it's a, it's an example of how, you know, really, we're all fully capable of doing exactly that. None of us is without the capabilities of truly changing and influencing and transforming the other people. And in a leadership environment, when we're talking about leadership, you know, how do you feel about, okay, when you're leading a team, when you're leading a group of people, about uh, vulnerability. You know, you sometimes hear the term, and I've and I've been in the military for 26 years, and and we used to always hear the term. You, you shouldn't ever let them see you sweat, right? Right, right. But but uh, but my my philosophy on that, my my belief is the fact that you know, if you don't let them see you sweat, they're never going to be able to see that you're human. Okay, you're right. not. A, you're not. You're not. A, a, a what was that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where? Uh, the robot guy in it i can't oh uh,
1: terminator terminator
0: yeah we're not terminators okay we sweat right bleed we fear we cry we have we have those kind of things even especially as leaders so what's your what's your philosophy how do you feel about a leader being vulnerable to their
1: people i i believe that authenticity and transparency is so key in connecting with your Mm -hmm. team uh you know i used to i used to try to put up this facade that you know everything was all right at times and that literally just drained me because i had to put up this front that everything was okay so i I, for me for me jay i think that vulnerability is good and i think you just you got to know when to use Mm -hmm. it you have to know when to be vulnerable and you got to know how to be transparent
0: right on right on yeah because you can be a little bit too vulnerable you know you know, right. you, you got to be careful what you release. In fact, I was just on a podcast with a friend of mine uh, and and uh, four people, actually. And they're all four. I mean, all three of these other individuals are on the John Maxwell team. And uh, we happen to have that discussion that we brought up about vulnerability. And uh, and, I, and I always say and in, in my men's ministry, I always tell guys, you know, there's victory to be found in vulnerability. OK, but you got to be careful not to, to be too vulnerable where you. You know, you can really push people away if you're unloading all of your burdens on them. And, right. and, and the vulnerability, though, if you got the right people around you, they actually come to lift you up and encourage you and grow you and say, "Hey, what can I do to help? What can I do to help?" And as a leader, if you surround yourself with the right people, you need to be vulnerable. You need to be able to share. Hey, look, I've, I'm over my head right here. I don't know what I'm doing. I need some help. I need some And uh, and when you do that, I gain I believe that you gain the trust of your your team even more so, Uh, you know, rather than thinking, well, if I show sweat, I show fear, then they're not going to have any faith and trust in my abilities whatsoever. No, if you come to them and say, hey, I'm not sure exactly what to do. I bet you can help me. Please help me be a better leader. And uh, and that's what I'd like to see more, of course, in organizations, because they don't have it all together. I mean, they really don't. Uh, Right. So. uh, You know, I believe that leadership is is influence, right? I also believe that influence is legacy. You know, what you do today, you're creating a legacy. So today, what are you doing to create your legacy with intentionality?
1: Uh, What am I doing to create my legacy? Well, you know, um, I guess the best way I can explain it is this, Jay. Uh, You know, God gave me a vision – last year sometime and you know as i was sitting there just just dreaming about one day traveling to all these nations with the jmt team and, and john maxwell and you know and, and because i my passion was to to just to leave a legacy of what of impact right and so i'm on, i'm still on parole for like another 10 years mm-hmm. right my my chances are of traveling to uh, other countries is is probably a bare minimum for a little while until i build some credibility up but you got what god was showing me while he was he was showing me that you know while john and the team are transforming nations i got a different mission for mm. you i'm gonna call you to transform prisons wow. and that was it that was that was why god had placed me in prison because often at times i i, I wanted to go chase this dream of you know what uh you know, even the JNT platform sometimes can be overwhelming for me because I, because I watch what you guys do. And I look at my brothers and sisters on the team and everybody has businesses and they're, they're, they're in the corporate world. They're doing all kinds of stuff. And, and I just got out of prison and I'm, I'm trying to get there. Right. I'm trying to get there. And God just has to sit me down sometimes. And he's like, look, I'm calling you back to prison. Don't forsake mm. that vision of what And so it's been it's been overwhelming for me because uh, I know that God is calling me to bring JMT into the prisons Mm. to transform prison culture. Oh, man, man, man.
0: I see so many. You know, I've just got a vision. I'm telling you what, Paul Martinelli is probably if he hears this podcast, which I'll be very fortunate if he does. But I tell you what, I know before he hears this podcast, he's going to hear your story and 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 i'm hoping you get some stage time too but i have this crazy wild idea what how awesome would it be to make twan win the ambassador the director for john maxwell team uh the prison uh platform or prison something like that you know you're the guy man, right you're the guy your attitudes your desire your 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 you've got the dna of jmt um you know, I see that happening, man. I see that happening, dude. I see you being a very big influencer. You know, I know I'd like to get into prisons myself, and um, at, you know, legally, and then um, you know, and and try to <laughs> bring some of this in. But no one is more qualified that I can think of to do that, to be that that influencer than you, man. You're exactly. I I I believe that this is the calling in your life. I believe that this is one of the tools that God is using to influence or to add the influence through you to the gentlemen, the uh, all the men in the uh, in the prison system to give them that hope and to give them purpose and to identify their strengths. Man, you're right on it, dude. You're I, I can't. I tell you what. I cannot wait to meet you in March. You're going to be in March, right?
1: I, yes, I'll be there I, in March.
0: down in Orlando, Florida. Folks, I tell you what, if you wonder what we're talking about, we're talking about the John Maxwell team's international Maxwell certification. They have twice a year. Uh, definitely reach out to either one of us. We'd be happy to share that with you. Uh, but once again, this is not about the John Maxwell team, though you can tell that the John Maxwell team itself and John Maxwell have been incredible influencers in our lives as individuals. John spent his time in the prison. I spent my time in uniform in the United States military, two different worlds. Right. But the John Maxwell team and God, most of all had brought us together using the John Maxwell team as that tool, that connector. And that's how we're connected. That's how we're connected. You know, so I'm, I'm excited to have you on the call. And uh, so I got a couple more questions for you, and then I want you to wrap it up uh, for us. Uh, uh, but um uh, so we know what you, you've been reading. What are you reading right now, and who are you listening to? Or are you just focusing more on just the John Maxwell platform stuff? Are you learning and reading and uh, and listening to anything, uh, any
1: or anybody else at this time? Uh, as a matter of fact, um, I'm a big Les Brown mm, yes. fan. And Miles Monroe, if you guys know who he is, he recently passed away. But uh, I, I listen. I love T.D. Jakes. And so, um, besides besides those few people, uh, you know, in John Maxwell, those are the books that I read. And I just, I just, I I try to stay in that area of my mm-hmm. strength. And um, uh, and so th- those have been big influences in my life that uh, you know, people I've, I've never met
0: yet. You
1: know, yet.
0: Yeah. yeah, I haven't met yet. <laughs> yeah yeah these i love all th- in fact i was listening to miles monroe this morning on youtube i, I like to listen to some motivational stuff some spiritual stuff and stuff and, and miles monroe a buddy of mine turned me on to miles monroe about a couple of years ago and he's a phenomenal uh, spiritual leader and teacher and leadership and personal growth so great guy TD Jake's and les brown i love these guys love these guys so man I, i'm totally with you on that okay. um Let's see. So what else would you share right now with the, the audience? Well, well, first, let me ask you this before we get to that part, because I really want you to give a last minute. Uh, 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 last minute advice, suggestions, uh, influence to uh, those that are, are listening. But first, before we go there, um, I had a question. What did I do with my question? Well, I don't know what it is, but I know what, what I want to ask you. Tell us right. something. I like to ask this of everybody. I ask this of somebody earlier. Uh, tell us something that is especially unique about you. And it could be something funny. It could be something that most people wouldn't even know. Like, are you a master chef? You know, are you, you know, can you <laughs> put your legs behind your back? And, and what uh, do you do that, that's unique to you that we would say, wow,
1: never mm. would have thought it. Yeah, you caught me off guard yeah. with this one. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, you, I just, you know, I just, there's, I just like to have fun, mm-hmm. Jay. Um, I just, uh, you know, I, I, have this funny, uh, this funny charisma. You know, it's, it's just, uh, I have a special ability to just kind of captivate people, and a lot of people gravitate to me. So I, I love joking around. I love using little small punchlines. So you know, I might be serious and then you have no idea where I'm going, then bam, it's like, whoa, I wasn't ready for that. (laughs) So I, I just, uh, I love laughing. I love, I love making people laugh, you know, and I love, I love adding value to people. Mm. That's Uh, awesome. And (laughs) Yeah. It's as simple as that. I don't have anything else phenomenal. I don't do yoga. I'm not a break dancer. Uh, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm not a ventriloquist. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, hey, that's good. Yeah. you know, and
0: I'm I'm right there with you. Know i I, you know I love humor. Matter of fact, in our household, that's one of the biggest rules in our family is, if you're in our home, you're gonna laugh. You have to laugh. If you don't laugh, you're in the wrong place. We laugh a lot. We laugh a lot, and right. we love to be. And and you know I can be very serious, and then and then find something humorous in what's being said in the moment. And, uh, and I think that's important. I think we live longer. I think we, and you know, we really help others too. I think that's part of our influence and our personality is, is if you have a, if you're funny bone, okay. If you have a very sensitive funny bone, you're going to last a lot longer. You need to laugh.
1: You know, right. and when you're doing right.
0: presentations, you've got to have some humor um, involved. And, you know, you've been with Toastmasters, you've been with uh, the John Maxwell team, with Roddy Galbraith. You know, and so that's groovy, man. That's totally awesome, and I appreciate that. So, what would be the uh, the biggest thing, the biggest word of advice, if uh, you were in an elevator right now with somebody that was an up uh, 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 and coming leader, that and what, what would be the biggest leadership advice you would give to them, or a personal development uh, advice too? What would be that big thing? You got them on the elevator for about
1: five minutes five minutes that's a long elevator ride Boom. five <laughs> minutes uh, my word of advice uh is value so we're going to speak on value real quick you know within these next five minutes and, and so man this message here when i heard it it just stuck with me because when i got out and even before i went to prison i was constantly chasing wealth my life consisted of chasing wealth and chasing success and so often at times, what that caused me to do was I had to put this facade on. And so a lot of times I would look like success, but really I wasn't a success. And so I'm, I'm looking back into my life and it was like, man, I wanted to help people. I wanted to be successful. I wanted to have wealth and this and that. And then I realized this, that I had it all wrong. Because what makes you wealthy, what makes you successful is when you start adding value. Mm-hmm when you want to help more people out the only way you can do that is because is making yourself more valuable i didn't i didn't have that i didn't know that back then when you make yourself valuable to the world the world will come chasing mm. after you because your value will meet the needs of the world and i love saying this all the time the best advertisement of your faith is a transformed life, mm-hmm. and and that's 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 simply it. Uh, the, the most important, the mo- most important principle I, I would share with anybody today is add value to yourself.
0: That is golden. That is good. I'm, I'm I'm writing this stuff down, man. I think I've got way too much. I can't write as fast as I need to, really. Because uh, this was some really good stuff, you know, and I love that, you know, so true, you know, when you have value, you, you can't value others until first you value yourself, right? Right. And, and, and you can't really value yourself until you realize that you are valuable, you have value. And that's a, that's a paradigm shift in our thinking, you know, that's a, the influence of the people around us, you know, that really help us to by reinforcing that in us. And, and I love that. You're so right. You know, the law of attraction kicks in here. When you make yourself valuable, right? Then the world will chase after you. I love that. That is, that is like the quote of the day there. That is so good. Although you came up with some beautiful stuff, man. Some really good stuff, man. i tell you what, I am so glad that we connected. I am excited that, that I'm leading off our podcast with today's leader podcast, with you right here at the very beginning of this. And, uh, and I am so grateful. I, you know if, if any of the podcasts after this is, is as good as this. Okay. I'm going to say, move over Tim Ferris. Okay. I'm going to move over Tim Ferris, <laughs> move over, move over. Uh, I can't think of the other ones right now. <laughs> Andy Stanley <laughs> or whoever, you know, Nick, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, but well, this was phenomenal. So, thank you so much, man. I cannot wait to connect with you at the IMC. We've definitely got to connect there. Absolutely. Yeah, this is great. All right. Well, listen, you have any other? Uh, well, tell me this. How can people get a hold of you? How can they follow you and, and keep up on what you're doing? And, and how can they get a hold of you if they want to hear more from you and, and learn from you?
1: Well, so actually, I mean, I have my, I have a Facebook page, of course. uh, And so my Facebook page is actually, uh, it's under Twan Wynn, but the actual link would be www.facebook.com slash intentional121. Okay. Intentional121. I like that. Yeah. And so that you can find me on Facebook. I also have an Instagram account with intentional121 also as my tag name
0: okay awesome awesome so you're
1: coaching and speaking and and all that
0: so is there any other way you have an email or website or anything i know you have an email uh Absolutely. so that is also intentional One two one to one at gmail.com oh, right so they can email you so are you open for uh motivational speaking and speaking to audiences uh, uh you know um uh, you know any additional workshops and things like that?
1: Absolutely, I'm open. I'm open. I'm open for everything. Okay, right now. that's great. So, guys, you heard that. Hey, listen, if
0: you if you really enjoyed what Tuan had to say, if if what he had to say touched a nerve in you, touched your heart, touched something in you that says, "Wow, I want to learn more from this guy," I want to encourage you connect with Tuan. Find him on Facebook. Find him on Instagram at Intentional One Two One. Okay. And, uh, and, and that's the numbers one, two, one, it's not spelled out. It's one, the number one, the number two and the number one and connect with him there. And, and I'll tell you what, if you want some, some amazing, obviously you can tell the guy's an amazing speaker, right? So I don't think you're going to be disappointed whatsoever when he comes and speaks to your audience. Uh, but just to bring his, his energy, to bring his, his history, his influence, uh, I think I think any organization, uh, small or large, would re- really benefit greatly by having Twan uh, come and visit you. So, so guys, thank you so much, Twan. Thank you once again, brother. I so appreciate it, and and uh, I'm so looking forward to connecting with you. Like I said, and uh, and guys, I tell you what, folks, listen. If you like this, definitely let us know. Uh, let me know. Send a message. You know, you can put a message on our anchor. Uh, platform or any podcast uh, format that you're listening to, uh, you'll hear us on uh, iTunes and, and the other ones. And, and uh, well, gosh, I can't think of the other ones right now. I haven't written down. But whatever your favorite podcast platform is, chances are you're going to have this on. We're recommended on, uh, on about eight of them, I believe. And so check us out and uh, give us your likes, give us your thoughts give, and, and share us. You know, just like on Facebook, like and share. Well, I'd love for you to like and share this podcast get the word out there. We're getting kicked off. We got some amazing speakers. Not only uh, will I be teaching on some of these, uh, but I'm going to be inviting some amazing people like this that are that I consider transformational influencers and definitely one of today's leaders. So, Juan, thank you so much, man. God bless thank you. you. Keep the walk, keep the journalists, keep in touch and uh, look forward to following your following up on your, uh, your uh, journey uh, would- uh, at the
1: time. I do too. Thank you very thank you so much, Jay. God bless, brother. God, God, bless, bless. God
0: bless. Hey folks, thanks for tuning in today. I hope you took copious notes from this episode and thought, as a leader, how do I apply what I've learned today? How and what do I need to change to be a better influencer? And finally, who and how do I teach this to others? And if you enjoyed today's podcast, I ask that you subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Share this with your friends on social media and leave us a comment to let us know what you learned, how you're doing on your own leadership journey, and what and who you would like to hear on future episodes. Oh, and don't forget to like us on Facebook at IamTodaysLeader2.0 and give us a rating on each of your favorite podcast formats so that we can go up in our subscribers' and increase our influence and our reach. If you're a leader and would like to get your message to others in the Today's Leader community, then email us at todaysleader.net at gmail.com. Until we meet again, my friends, be blessed and lead well.